Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, queridos agentes. Bienvenidos al episodio 114. Welcome to episode 114 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be breaking down the lyrics to another one of my favorite bachata songs by Raulino Rodriguez. However, before I get into that, I want to tell you about a new challenge that is coming up. So, If you want to improve your Spanish listening skills and this is something that you've struggled with, you may have been listening to the podcast and taken some of the advice that I've given on how to go about improving your listening skills, but maybe you just haven't done it consistently, maybe you just need some more guidance and practice and help implementing some of these strategies so that you can really improve your listening skills. If that describes you, then I have some great news. Tengo buenas noticias para ti. We are going to start Escucha Bien, and that is our Spanish listening skills challenge. So if you want to work on your listening skills over the next two weeks, make sure you go to our website and sign up, learnspanishconsalsa.com slash challenge. That's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash challenge, and you'll get all the details for how you can participate and how you can sign up for the challenge. I'm really excited about this opportunity to work with you to really implement some of the strategies that we talk about on the podcast, but this will really be an opportunity for you to put some of those things into action. So if you want to join us for 
Escucha bien, the Spanish Listening Skills Challenge. Go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash challenge. All right, now let's get started with the song for this week. And this song is called Medicina de Amor, and it's by a Dominican artist, Raulín Rodríguez. I think I've covered some of his songs before on the podcast. Now, he is an artist from the Dominican Republic. His nickname, so to speak, is El Cacique, which means the chief. Uh, and that's very specific to, uh, I believe, the Caribbean. That word actually has its origins in some of the indigenous languages of the area. So El Cacique is something that you might hear him say if you've heard some of his songs before. So in any case, we're going to break down the song Medicina de Amor. And this is a classic bachata. It actually came out in 1994. We're going to talk about the title of the song and really the best way to translate it. And we'll get into a little bit more about the usage of this preposition, de, because it actually is used in a few different ways in the song. I'll also talk a little bit about using the future tense in Spanish and specifically in the first person. So the yo form, because again, that's also used in the song. And we'll also review some vocabulary. All right. So you ready to get started? Let's start with the chorus. Now, the chorus of this song, if you've heard it before, then I challenge you not to sing along <laughs> when you hear the chorus of this song. It is just infectious. This is a song like I've been to a live concert with Raulín Rodríguez. Everyone sings the song when he plays it, especially the chorus, even those of us who cannot sing. That means me. <laughs> but it's a it's a great song. It's a fun song. Uh, so the chorus starts out, Medicina de amor, quiero de ti. Porque tú eres la mujer que me puede curar mi cáncer de amor. All right, so that's the chorus. He repeats it several times. Uh, so let's start out. Let's break it down. So he starts out, Medicina de Amor, which is the title of the song. And that's loosely translated as medicine of love, right? Which sounds a little formal, right? It sounds a little bit strange. Like we probably wouldn't say that in English. Like, oh, I want your medicine of love, right? Um, so we probably wouldn't say it that way. I'll talk a little bit about how he's using de here, because this is the preposition, which in English, de, and it's used in several different ways. So another example that kind of drives the point home about how he's using de in Medicina de Amor is if you think about in Spanish, anytime you want to express ownership. So for example, if I wanted to say this is Santiago's house, I would say, Esta es la casa de Santiago. So casa de Santiago means Santiago's house. So it's literally the house of Santiago in Spanish because there really isn't, you know, a way to express ownership the same way we do in English where we can just add that apostrophe S at the end. That doesn't exist in Spanish. It tends to be a little bit longer. You have to say de. So if I wanted to say, for example, this is Marta's shirt, I would say camisa de Marta. So, la camisa de Marta is Marta's shirt. So, this is a way to refer to something that literally means of, right? So, it's literally shirt of Marta. But we wouldn't say that like that in English nine times out of ten because we have this shortcut where we could just add apostrophe S to show ownership. So, let's look at the title of the song again with that in mind. Medicina de Amor. 
Now, this is a little bit different because it's a figurative way of using this preposition. Like Casa de Santiago is very straightforward. That is Santiago's house. I can see the house. But Medicina de Amor, it's more of a, of a poetic use, right? We're talking about love itself as being medicine, right? So it's really the way I would translate this a little bit better. I might say love's medicine, right? Instead of saying medicine of love. Right. And again, you can argue, you know, it's actually love itself that is the medicine. Uh, but I think he's more referring to the fact that he is looking for uh, this type of cure. And we'll, we'll see that as we get further into the song. Okay, so we've got that out of the way. Medicina de amor. And then right after that, he says, quiero de ti. Quiero de ti. So quiero, as most of you probably know, means I want. But this quiero de is I want from, all right? So it's not I want of, it's I want from. So quiero de ti is I want from you. So in this case, de means from and not of. So for example, if I wanted to say de donde eres, right? From where are you? The answer would be yo soy de Estados Unidos. So I am from the United States. So again, that's another way that they is used. It can mean of, you can use it to talk about ownership, or it can also mean from. So medicina de amor quiero de ti is I want love's medicine from you. So he's being very specific about who he wants <laughs> to receive this figurative medicine from. Porque tú eres la mujer. Porque tú eres la mujer. So that's pretty straightforward, right? Because you are the woman. You're not a woman. No eres una mujer. Eres la mujer. <laughs> so she's always like the one and only, all right? She is the woman that he's looking for to do what? Well, he tells us in the next line. Que me puede curar mi cáncer de amor. Que me puede curar mi cáncer de amor. And in this case, curar is to cure. So... Very, very similar to what it sounds like in English. And he says, que me puede. So this que in this sense is that, right? It's not what, it's that. So porque tú eres la mujer que me puede curar mi cáncer de amor. So because you are the woman that can cure me, okay? Me puede curar is can cure me. Mi cáncer de amor. Okay, so first he said medicina de amor, and now he's saying cancer de amor. And this cancer is just the word cancer, and it's used just like we do in English to mean, you know, an, an illness. It also is used like the zodiac sign cancer, but that's not what he's referring to here. <laughs> so mi cancer de amor, he's saying that this, you know, you're the only woman that can cure you know, the damage really, or, or the sickness of love. So he's in one way referring to love as a medicine, but also referring to it as the cure, right? So it's really kind of interesting the way he says that. But anyway, that's pretty much the course. He's telling this woman that she's the one that can fix <laughs> what's ailing him. All right. And we already saw a few uses of the preposition de in that part. So now let's look at the first verse. He starts up asking a question. ¿Qué tan mal me porté mi corazón que me tiene tanto rencor y me ve muriendo por culpa de tu amor? So this question really means how bad did I behave? <laughs> so ¿Qué tan mal me porté? 
So Ketan Mal is asking the question, like, how bad? Like, was it really that bad? Ketan Mal me porté. Okay, so this me porté comes from the verb portarse. And portarse is really interesting. Uh, it's a reflexive verb, and it's really talking about how you are acting towards yourself or how you're behaving. So anytime you see portarse, think about it as how you conduct yourself, how you're acting, or we could simply just say how you behave. So he's asking the question, ¿Qué tan mal me porté? So it's in the past tense, me porté. How bad did I behave, mi corazón, which literally is my heart, but it's like my darling or sweetheart. He's, he's talking to the woman now. He's like, look, what did I do that was so wrong? <laughs> que me tiene tanto rencor. Que me tiene tanto rencor. So again, this que, the second que is actually that. So you went from que tan mal in the question, right, where he's asking how badly did I behave to que, meaning that, you know, so that you have such bitterness towards me, such resentment. So this me tiene tanto rencor. So tanto is like, oh, so much. You Not, not only that you have a grudge, but you have so much bitterness and resentment towards me. So what did I do that was so bad? It's really the question he's asking. And this word rencor, it can be translated as a grudge, but it also can mean resentment or a spite. So basically you have a bone to pick with this person, right? You're, you you have something you're holding against them for something they did to you. Y me ve muriendo por culpa de tu amor. Now this y me ve muriendo. Now this is interesting. So y is end, right? That's the easy part. <laughs> And he says, me ve muriendo. So this is coming from the verb morirse, which is to die. But it's a little bit different because he, he has the, the verb ir in between, right? So it's not just morirse, it's ir morirse. So he's slowly dying, right? So he's saying, you know, that I am going through this process that feels excruciating almost because it, it's a gradual process. He, he's not saying I died today, right? He's saying, y me ve muriendo. So like he's in the process of slowly dying. Por culpa de tu amor. So por culpa means like it's because of you, right? It's you're, you're to blame for this. So it's your fault. So culpa is fault. And he's saying, por culpa de tu amor. Now, this de means of again, right? So it's because of your love or it's your love's fault, right? Por culpa de tu amor. That is why I am slowly dying. Right? So he's asking a lot of this woman, right? <laughs> so then he goes on to say, after this, and the chorus repeats, and then there's another verse. Otro año pasó muriendo voy. So another year passed. Otro año pasó Muriendo boy. So I'm still dying. <laughs> He's, it's killing him. Basically, as we say, you're killing me right now. No lo olvides mi corazón. No lo olvides mi corazón. So don't forget my sweetheart. Que me puedes curar dándome tu amor. Que me puedes curar that you can cure me dándome, giving me tu amor. Now, in the next verse of the song, this is where we're going to see the use of the future tense. And again, this is going to be the first person future. So I'm going to read it to you. I want you to pay attention to see if you hear it. And then I'll break it down and show you exactly where he uses the future tense. Si me deja morir mi corazón, no lo olvides mi corazón. Que te curaré y te guiaré. Donde vayas mi amor, te guiaré. 
porque no guardo rencor. En mi corazón, en mi corazón. Tu recuerdo de amor me llevaré y con él me consolaré. Y quizás, mi amor, feliz seré. So how many of those future tense verbs did you catch? All right, so let me, I'm going to go over them first and then I'm going to break down the meaning, okay? So he says, curare, curare, which is, I will cure. All right, and that's again, the future tense in the first person, yo form of the verb curar. So it's the same verb we've already heard earlier in the song, but now it's in a different form. Curare, I will cure. Guiare, guiare, I will guide. So again, anytime you hear e at the end of the word, then you know it is the first person. Llevaré, llevaré. I will take. Consolaré, consolaré. I will console. And then the last uh, use of the future tense in the song is seré, seré. Which is the verb ser, which... You know, even though the verb ser is pretty irregular in most other tenses, in the future tense, ser is actually a regular verb. So he says, seré, I will be. So I wonder if you caught some of those. And again, the pronunciation does sound a little different when we go into the future tense. But if you listen more and more, you will start to hear that pattern. So let's talk about the meaning of uh, this last part of the song. Si me deja morir mi corazón. So we have the verb morir again. So if you leave me to die, or if you let me die. So remember before he was saying he's been slowly dying. He's continuing to die year after year. And now he's saying, look, if you let me die, <laughs> no lo olvides mi corazón. Don't forget it, my sweetheart. Que te curare, that I will cure you. Y te guiare, and I will guide you. Donde vayas, mi amor, wherever you go, my love, Te guiaré, I will guide you, porque no guardo rencor. So we have rencor again. So he's saying no guardo rencor. So I don't save or I don't hold grudges. So he doesn't hold on to, to any bitterness or resentment towards her. En mi corazón, so in my heart. So now he's literally saying in my heart and not just mi corazón when he was referring to her as a sweetheart. So he's saying I literally don't hold any grudges in my heart. Tu recuerdo de amor me llevaré. Your memory of love I will take with me. Y con él me consolaré. And with that, I will console myself. Y quizás mi amor, and maybe my love, feliz seré. I will be happy. So that was the song Medicina de Amor. We made it through all of the lyrics. And as always, I will be including a link in the show notes page so that you can check out the song. Just go to learnspanishconsalsa.com slash 114 and you will get access to the show notes so that you can actually listen to the song. Like I said, it's super addictive. You probably will be singing along to it after you hear it. And also do not forget that if you want to participate in our Spanish listening skills challenge, Escucha Bien, make sure you sign up right away. We are getting started today with our first activity. So just go to LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash 
challenge. That's learnspanishconsalsa.com slash challenge. And you'll be able to sign up and participate. Uh, you can, you know, listen to this song as one of your first activities uh, to help you improve your listening skills. But I'll be guiding you through how to do that with not only this song, but also some other resources that will really help you train your ear to really understand native speakers. As always, I hope that something you heard in this episode has taken you at least one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. 